Welcome to the Trade Secrets Podcast, hosted by Damon Piatek, President and CEO of Welkie Customs Brokers USA. Damon is a licensed US customs broker and certified customs specialist with more than 18 years experience in the import, export, customs transportation and logistics sectors. Each month, Trade Secrets will bring you guests in the industry to provide their insights on timely trade issues to give you an advantage in international trade. So now, let's talk trade. Welcome to the podcast, Damon Piatek, President and CEO of Welke Custom Brokers USA. And today we have a very special guest from the Port of Cleveland. Uh, we met uh, last year at an event that they were doing with the GCP on foreign trade zones. David Gutile, he is the Chief Commercial Officer of the Port of Cleveland. David, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Damon. Appreciate it. Glad to be here uh, and looking forward to our discussion. Great, great. So uh, for our listeners, just kind of give a background of the port. Uh, I know the port is very active and it really kind of came from not being active at all. And it's just a great story. So I wanted to get that on the podcast for our listeners. And also we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more, but if you can give us that background, that'd be great. Okay, great. Uh, so just from a historical perspective, the port was officially established in 1968 by state statute. Um, cargo movement in Northeast Ohio goes way back to the late 1800s and early 1900s. As a matter of fact, I gave a presentation last week with a photo from 1901 in which our current property right next to First Energy Stadium where the Browns play is nothing but rail tracks for the most part. Uh, so we've come a long way since then. Uh, typically, we'll do at our general cargo terminal anywhere between 400 to 650,000 tons annually. That includes containerized cargo, non-containerized cargo, the biggest part of that, uh, which is non-containerized steel imports, high-grade steel from Europe. Uh, we handle salt, we handle dry cement, project cargo, a number of other things as well. So uh, we had our second highest tonnage year last year at the general cargo terminal uh, since 2008. Uh, the only year that outpaced last year's was 2015. So things are trending in the right direction. Oh, that's excellent. And you, you just recently added a, a, a service, right? When I was there, we were talking about adding new lanes to the Port of Cleveland, correct? Correct. So if you're referring to our container service, we actually initiated that in 2014. But last September, Spleetoff, who was the vessel line that runs the container service, added a container-only vessel. Uh, the service moves between Cleveland and the Port of Antwerp. Uh, previously, the vessels that moved in that service were combi vessels, so they handled containerized and non-containerized cargo. Uh, this is the first time we've had a container-only vessel in the service since it started. And that's fantastic. And what's the what's the transit time on that vessel from Antwerp to Cleveland? Do you, do you know that offhand? I, I don't want to no, put you sure. on the spot. Tra transit time port to port is 12 to 14 days. Uh, we can do, you know, for example, Central and Northern Europe to Midwestern U.S. door-to-door -door anywhere between, say, 15 and 18 to 19 days which is much better than the coastal ports right now for obvious reasons. 
Oh, yeah, with the congestion there. So this might be an option for companies that are having some supply chain issues to look at the Port of Cleveland as a possibility versus the coasts, and uh, especially if they're in central, uh, you know, the central U.S., Midwest, um, excellent option. Are you, are you seeing an increase in freight because of the congestion at the ports on the coasts? We definitely are. We, you know, we're, we're still a relatively small container operation in the mm. grand scheme of things, but that doesn't mean that we can't provide the same level of service and, as I just said, probably better than the coastal ports because we don't have the congestion issues that they do. You know, exactly. we don't handle near the volume that they do, but you know, we can do a much better job of moving things in and out. And what that's caused is for cargo owners around Ohio and the Midwest to look at ports like us as a relief valve. Um, we doubled our container business last year compared to 2020, and we expect another bump again in 2022 as Spleet Off continues to expand and evolve the service. That's fantastic. I, I think it's such a great success story, you know, starting back in 2014 with this and then the growth that you're seeing. Uh, just very interesting and, uh, you know, uh, great. Um, it's a great inspirational story for the city, too. I mean, it's just a great increase in, you know, it's the comeback of Cleveland, you know, and it just speaks wonders that that city is doing so well and they're reinventing themselves all the time. Yes, we uh, we have gone through somewhat of a re reinvention, not only from a cargo standpoint, but also from a, a building and community standpoint, I guess you would say. One of the other things that the port does is provides development financing options to the local construction and development community, or what's called a conduit lender, in that we provide conduit lending, not using our own money, uh, money coming from, you know, that moves between developers of projects and the bond market to enable large scale construction projects to occur. You know, for example, many folks in Northeast Ohio are familiar with something called the Flats East Bank Project, which is uh, a mix of, you know, retail such as, you know, restaurants, uh, bars, and high-end apartments and condominiums. We finance that whole project along the Cuyahoga River and we've done others like that as well the first project we ever did was a rock and roll hall of fame back in 1994 so that's a oh that's a fantastic. big part of what we do here as well one of my favorite places to visit when i get out to cleveland too yeah great great spot <laughs> yeah very enjoyable so so we we talked about foreign trade zones or i mentioned them because i was there for a seminar on foreign trade zones just give kind of a brief overview what you do at the port uh to help with the foreign trade zones so that if somebody's interested they can you know they can if using your foreign trade zone, they know what you guys do. Sure. So we are the grantee of foreign trade zone 40, which includes any space within kind of a tri-county area along the lakeshore. That would be Lake, which is the county just east of Cleveland, uh, Cuyahoga County, which is where Cleveland is located, and Lorain County, which is the county just west of Cleveland and Cuyahoga County. So any company that wants to examine reducing their duties or tariff payments or deferring their duties or tariff payments would need to contact us in order for a program, program like that to get started within either their own footprint or maybe a warehouse operation. 
Um, as a matter of fact, early last year, we just reactivated uh, foreign trade zone space on the port itself, and that led to a large amount of warehousing and storage opportunities for us and our customers that didn't exist before. So, just to add on to that a little bit, you have an actual active foreign trade zone at the port where companies could store their product in your foreign trade zone and take benefit from that uh, duty deferment or elimination if they're doing import and export. That's exactly right. So, you know, what, what happens there is if you have a, if we have an importer, and we do actually, one of our large import customers is actually storing some cargo in our foreign trade zone down at the port, and they're basically deferring their duty payments until that cargo leaves the space on the port and goes out for delivery into the commerce of the United States. Um, we have other a couple other customers whose cargo did not come through the port of Cleveland, so it didn't discharge physically at the port of Cleveland off a vessel. It came through a coastal port, but that cargo moved in bond from one of the East Coast ports to our facility, and then it's stored here, and then again, they take advantage of the duty deferral program until it leaves the zone. So you're not only the grantor, you're also operating a foreign trade zone for potential use for those companies. So this is a very unique thing that the that you're doing at the Port of Cleveland um, that I see because not a lot of the companies that do the granting or organizations that do the granting also operate a foreign trade zone. It's a great opportunity for companies to get involved in this. And like you said, if if somebody's interested, definitely contact the port there. They can give you the direction. Um, they, I mean, they're just so knowledgeable. Uh, I was so happy to be involved with that educational seminar that you guys put on with the with the GCP. Everybody in the on the panel was very knowledgeable, and you guys are definitely there to help out, which which I find fantastic. Um, any other services that the port offers that we don't know about? I mean, we're we're talking cargo, we're talking foreign trade zone, we're talking funding. Um, this is it's pretty amazing what you what you're doing for the Cleveland area and Northeast Ohio area. Yeah, we have we have another facility uh, west of the Cuyahoga River, which is a, a bulk terminal that you know moves iron ore down to the local steel mill. So we're a big uh, a big throughput facility for the uh, the Cleveland Cliff Steel Mill here in town. Uh, on the environmental side, we have I think maybe eight or nine years ago we converted an old an old dredge facility to a basically a park. It's uh, called Cleveland Lake, Lakefront Nature Preserve, and it's about a four to five mile park that folks can walk around. There's a lot of birders that like to go out there. Um, so we basically opened that up to the public and allowed, you know, the Northeast Ohio community to take advantage of something right on the lakefront that has great views of downtown and just a way of connecting with, connecting with nature here on the, uh, on the near east side of Cleveland. Uh, we're very involved in something called the Irish Town Bend Project along the Cuyahoga River. There's a, a slope along the river that's uh, uh, starting to slide and has the potential of sliding and closing the navigation channel. So we're very involved in correcting that issue. And hopefully the plans for that and the completion of that will come to fruition here in the next two years. So we're involved in and many different things around Northeast Ohio that not a lot of folks know about or quite understand. 
That's fantastic. I mean, I'm just listening to this, and I'm 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 very impressed with the with the job you're doing and the growth that you're seeing there. Uh, what does the future hold? What's what's coming for the Port of Cleveland? What what any projects that you want to want to talk about that are that are out there that are going to begin or anything like that? Sure. So when when I started at the port, I was hired by our CEO Will Friedman, who also started started in 2010. Uh, he hired me in October of, October of 2010, and one of our first goals um, at his urging was to diversify our cargo base. And that was the original reason for the development of the container project, or the container service, I should say. Um, since then, we've tried to introduce other cargos to our operation. Uh, we're handling salt now that we weren't before. And this year, uh, we're going to introduce bulk liquid to our cargo offering, so to speak. Um, we're going to handle bulk liquid that's going to originate in Indonesia. It's going to flow through a series of pumping stations at our facility and be transloaded directly from vessel to rail cars that'll end up going to a customer on the east side of Cleveland. Oh, fantastic. Um, typically, bulk liquid is stored in tanks. Yep. We're not doing that because of the the need to move this cargo off the facility fairly quickly from a customer standpoint. So that's something new in our operation that eventually could bring up to 200,000 tons annually through the port. Oh, that's fantastic. Fantastic. So, uh, Dave, if you could just give the contact information if somebody's interested in the freight, if somebody's interested in the foreign trade zone, how do they get in touch with the port? Sure. So if you have cargo questions about what we can handle, what our capabilities are. If you have foreign trade zone questions, feel free to call me. My direct line is 216-377-1363. My email address is david. and then my last name gutile, G-U-T as in Tom, H-E-I-L at portofcleveland.com. And I'd be more than happy to help you out, answer any questions you might have. Great, great. Dave, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. We really appreciate it. Inspirational story. Love to see what's going on with Cleveland. Um, and again, if you have any questions uh, for foreign trade, feel free to give us a call here at Welke, 716-995-2900. Or you can email me, Damon, D-A-M-O-N, at WelkeUSA.com. Thank you and have a wonderful day. This has been Trade Secrets, the podcast hosted by Damon Piatek, President and CEO of Welke Customs Brokers USA. Thank you for listening.